following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them, the Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Kyle Ranny. I am by myself. Uh, we will be joined again this upcoming Friday by a full booth of gentlemen, uh, myself, Mr. Kevin O'Sullivan, Gary Halt, and his brother Jason as we do some more mock draft. Uh, before we get into our wide receiver shuffle, as we had hoped, we're going to jump to some mock draft. Realizing we really haven't done much with that. We are two weeks away on the draft here. So I guess it's time to finally release mock draft number one here. Uh, go into it a little bit here, discuss my thought process on this, uh, but definitely not what you'd expect in a most normal mock drafts at this time of the year, guys. Uh, we'll jump right in. I, I did a, I did a no trade mock. All picks remain the same as they currently are as of, uh, today for 13, uh, first overall pick the Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually went with offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama, um, Jacksonville needs a lot, but Jacksonville also just put their cornerstone and their big piece in moving Trevor Lawrence, getting Trevor Lawrence last year. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson has been a polarizing prospect to say the least. Uh, Gary and I actually reviewed some film recently. They've called him basically stubby arms. He's very easy to lock out and, and, and lock down if he doesn't get a quick burst around you. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a bust. But I also don't think he's like the number one overall prospect that you want to hope for. Um, at least with this, if you're going to go for protection, no one's going to blame you here. So with my first overall pick, I'm definitely going Jacksonville to Evan Neal from Bama. Number two, another, I guess, shocker. I didn't expect myself to do this as we started the as I started the exercise, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, I went with the Detroit Lions taking quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty. Uh, I know a lot of people are really high on Desmond Ritter, Matt Cor- or Matt Corral. Um, Willis, to me, is my top quarterback in this class by a long shot. He's got the highest upside. Yes, he's a, one of the smaller guys. His legs are phenomenal, but his touch and his throwing is incredible. So we get Jared Goff maybe with one year left, but we're going to go ahead and start stocking the cupboards there for an offensive charge attack in Detroit. Maybe they can take over that division in a year or two. Green Bay seems to be phasing out. Number three on this list, uh, we had Houston. Houston has a lot of things to chase. This is where I went with Aiden Hutchinson. Um, Again, I'm not exactly sure on him as much as a prospect. We saw the issues. I've seen it on tape with him struggling to lock out. The arms aren't very long, but he's not going to drop out of the top five. On tape, you see him power through people. Yeah, he might have games where he's not the greatest, but it's not going to mean he's going to have like an awful career and Houston is a team that needs more help than they can really get any other way. So taking a guy who's projected to go one is never a bad thing for them at three. 
Uh, number four, I left a lot of talent on the on the board here. But again, I'm taking the approach of let's fix what we worked on last year. For the Jets at four, I went with Ekam Ekwanu, uh, the offensive tackle out of North Carolina State. A lot of ways I could have gone here with the Jets. Um, and none of them were necessarily bad. The Jets put a good young core there together. I really still like Zach Wilson. They've got some good wide receiver talent. But what better way to help Wilson than keep him standing? And they already, they, they've already put two first-round draft picks in the last two drafts on that offensive line. Um, so make it a third. Really hope you're striking on this. And keep Zach Wilson standing. See how much better he is when he doesn't have to fear for his life. Uh, pick number five. We stay in New York. I go with the Giants on this one. Um, this was different. I don't think the Giants have any immediate need, immediate like, hey, this is the best thing we can fix here. I know they're looking still to shop James Bradbury. I went to replace James Bradbury. I went with Ahmad Sauce Gardner on this. He's my favorite corner in this entire draft. Uh, he really just a big rangy guy. He's, he's shut down and he's, he's uber athletic. Um, if, if I'm the giants, I've had how many years of misses in the first round you go with something you should, that should guarantee to be a, a, a hit and Gardner's as close to one as I think I have in this, in this draft. Uh, so I, I go with them at, at that at five, number six, uh, the Panthers here. I, you could have gone a couple ways. I feel like if, if the board fell different, I'm probably going Malik Willis here, but I don't know if. I'm looking to jump for any of these other quarterbacks this early. I went with building around what they have, and I actually put offensive tackle Charles Cross here out of Mississippi State. Carolina needs to be able to figure something out. McCaffrey's an enigma when healthy, but that's a big if and when. Chuba Hubbard did okay, but like you could tell he wasn't getting time. He was getting contact made before he could really get anywhere out. Sam Darnold had no time to throw last year. I guess let's start building that line out and hope. They have offensive weapons. Yes, they might not have the quarterback in place. But you never know what's going to happen. If you, I guess you can use him as a game manager. So I'm, I'm going with Charles Cross here, hoping that he can body out. Not often you see a first round of a draft go three offensive tackles in the top six. Uh, my seventh pick, I've got the Giants back on the clock. I went with who I believe is the top receiver in this class. He's not the speedster. He's not going to be the some underneath phenomenal route runner. He's going to be the guy who I think most commonly reminds me of Mike Williams. I went with Drake London out of USC. Uh, big bodied, 6'5". A guy that if the ball is in the vicinity, you know Drake's coming down with it. That is something we did not see from, from New York, from any of their receivers. Kenny Galladay was supposed to be the guy, and he didn't do it. Uh, they've got a young guy in Kadarius Tony there who is the speed guy. So if you're building for the future... Why not build Drake London and Kadarius Tony? So I, I went London here. It's a definite upgrade from what they've got. Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. Um, they have like solid names and they just never put it together. So you might as well just start fresh. Pick eight in the first round. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I got them on the clock here. Another guy who's kind of falling too far. And I, I've seen mocks where he falls in the bottom 20, but I, I just don't get it. Uh, I went with Kayvon Thibodeau here out of Oregon. The edge. A lot of concern about his commitment to playing at the point. More or less that he seems to always tell teams he'll do one thing and go against the grain. So I know there was, there was concern there, but he was a very, very productive collegiate player. I still think that's going to shine out of the field. Uh, and I, I think Thibodeau has a, a true reason to be a top tenner. 
my number nine pick on this uh, on this exercise, Seattle's on the board here. I didn't really know which way to go, and I don't necessarily love this pick, but he's the guy that keeps getting hyped as being the number two or number three quarter or quarterback in this draft class. I went with Matt Coral here at nine. It seems like a very a very Seattle play. Not the biggest guy. He can scramble. He's eccentric. Yes, he's got the tools, but like he's not fully finished. And that's kind of what Russ was as a third rounder. Um, it's just one of the situations where they can't really bank on, hey, let's go get a third rounder to do this again. So I got Seattle going Matt Corral, or Corral here, and I don't really love it, but that's where we fell. Uh, tenth pick in the first round, the New York Jets. Uh, as a Bills fan, you never want to hear, you never want to say this, but I have the New York Jets walking over the steel here. Uh, I did give them Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Uh, Hamilton had a bad pro day. It kind of st- stumbled his stock a bit, but I think he is going to be one of the best safeties that we've seen. I, to me, that is the unicorn we have in this draft, and it's because the league disrespects safety so hard I can see it falling further. Uh, last year with the unicorn being Kyle Pitts, such top tight end. This year, I'm calling it as Kyle Hamilton. I, I really, I think he's a really talented player. Uh, it's, it's the Jets can always use help on the defensive side. They seem to always work on the line both sides. So let's go get that secondary gone. We're gonna go Kyle Hamilton here, number eleven, the Washington Commanders. I'm not used to saying that yet. Uh, Washington here could use a couple different options. You could go quarter. Well, I, I you got kind of go quarterback. You could go receiver. Uh, you could go work on that defense again. That defense that was number two in the league two years ago and fell to 22 this past year. I chose to do that. I went with cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Second corner off the board. Very talented player. Um, the, this is a team that kind of had a drop down and pull from the draft board because there were some phenomenal defensive players on this board. But it's not a position of need. Um, this is a spot where if this board fell again, I could see Washington trading down for better value. But at 11 without trading, I'd, I elected to go with Andrew Booth Jr. Number 12, a guy that I think is going to be one of the better defensive tackles in this entire league. I very much so see a lot of Aaron Donald almost, I guess, in him. Very productive, very fierce, very just terrifying how... Freakishly athletic he is. Uh, for, the, for the Minnesota Vikings, I went with Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Uh, in a lot of recent standings, I've seen Davis being the second Georgia defensive lineman taken. I I can't see that being a truthful thing, and I'd be stunned if it is. I think Davis is the real deal here. So uh, Davis to Minnesota really gets somebody after uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, I guess after Justin Fields, too, for the next couple years. Number 13 on this list, again, I'm being greedy here. I'm going with the guy I think is the better receiver in the class. Uh, I went Houston at 13 with a receiver. They're going to pair somebody up here. They might not have the quarterback, but you might as well give them two receivers and Brandon Cooks and Chris Olave here. Um, I, th- I think out of the two Ohio State receivers, I like Olave better. He's the better what, route runner of the two. He's a much better um, all-around threat, whereas I believe Garrett Wilson's more of a straight-line burner. And he kind of reminds me of what Devonta um, Smith was last year. So I'm going to go Chris Olave as the top guy at 13. I'm actually going to go 14, follow it up with the Baltimore Ravens, go Garrett Wilson here. 
Um, they keep saying, we're not giving enough weapons, we're not getting enough done on the offense, we're not this, we're not that. So I guess follow it up, go with the top receiver. You can go. We went Gary Wilson here, 14. 15, I got Philly on the clock. They were tough. Um, I, you know, I, I know they can use a receiver, but here they got the benefit of the top linebacker in the draft on the board. I went with Devin Lloyd out of Utah at 15. Maybe a bit of a stretch, but I think it's probably the better bet for them here. The defense... The defense was weird. They had some lockdown play, and then they had some horrendous play. The offense started to fire on all cylinders towards the back half of the year. Fix, don't fix what's not what's not broken. So I went Devin Lloyd here and started to work on that defense. Number sixteen. This is a team that you could have probably mocked anything. I think New Orleans is some, is in some real trouble. Uh, but sixteen, I actually went offensive tackle. Uh, we watched them lose Teron Armstead. This past offseason, they're starting left tackle of many years. I went Trevor Petting out of Northern Iowa as the new franchise left tackle for the Saints. Uh, yes, I get it. Could have gone quarterback. Could have gone offensive talent. Could have gone defensive talent. But I think they're going to work on trying to protect and keep Jameis standing or whoever's behind center there, let's be fair, for a little bit. Uh, number 17, I somewhat touched on the spot earlier. Uh, the second D lineman from Georgia, we went with Edge Trayvon Walker here. I put Trayvon Walker to the Chargers. Um, I think you can rotate through players, and I don't necessarily think Khalil Mack's going to stay there long term. And you you do have Bosa, but if you've got a fearsome rotation, and technically Mack can play linebacker instead of Edge, um, man. That's one of the toughest pass rushes to get through in the league and get a void. Uh, so I want Edge Trayvon Walker here for, from Georgia to the Chargers with the 18th pick in the first round. Uh, we just saw Philly, New Orleans, Philly, New Orleans. We go Philly, New Orleans again. Uh, wide receiver for Philadelphia at 18. I go Jamison Williams. Uh, Might have been a little higher had not been for the injury. I feel like it's a guy that Philly's already going to have tape on. You you went Devonta Smith last year. You go get his former college teammate in Jameson Williams this year. Yes, he's coming off an injury. But I think, especially with murmurs coming out today, that there's rumors of being open to trading Jalen Rager. I think that Jameson Williams fits here and makes sense. Another guy that Jalen Hurts would know as well. Uh, number 19, I go receiver again. Uh, this is another one of the guys I really was a fan of. I feel like he... Could be a second rounder, but I feel like he has the talent to deserve to be a, uh, a early second half of the first round player. I went Trayvon Burks from Arkansas to New Orleans. Uh, Burks was one of those guys who, granted, not playing on a big stage, he could kind of do it all. Big bodied, able to run like the wind, um, really protects the ball well when it is in the air. I'm a big fan of Trayvon Burks, and I guess if we're going to move him as the number one and or number two, depending on Michael Thomas's situation, it makes the most sense for New Orleans. Help build that offense back and try to really take one last swing, I guess. Uh, Jameis isn't a bad option, and that division's not phenomenal right now. Pick 20 in the first round. Uh, in this mock, it, it fell perfectly to them. I feel like they're going to have to trade up for this in real life. But the Pittsburgh Steelers draft the Pittsburgh quarterback, the Pittsburgh Panthers, that is. Kenny Pickett, number 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I mean, what... It's, it's been the thing. Oh, uh, funny hands, small hands. See, oh, I don't know if he's a first rounder due to the hand. Listen, man, if you're Pittsburgh and you saw this kid and you, I know you saw this kid, Pittsburgh, he played at your stadium. 
you know the kid's a baller. Kenny Pickett, we we actually joked around the other day about this and said he's kind of like a better version of Andy Dalton. He doesn't strike fear because of the size and like the arm strength's just like slightly above average, but he's cutthroat. He knows what he needs to do. The ability and the athleticism is there. He's like a better Mac Jones, maybe. I almost want to say that. Um, so I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a nice bet, and we know he can play cold weather, even with the small hands. I, I don't think the size has anything to do with it. I'm going Kenny Pickett at 20. 21, a kid who started to kind of recently come back up the draft boards after recovering from missing a lot of the year last year. New England uh, has a couple open spots on this roster, but I go cornerback, LSU, Derek Stingley Jr. here. Uh, highly sought after suddenly, uh, recovering pretty well here from the injury. They lose J.C. Jackson. They lose um, Stephon Gilmore. New England needs help. So Derek Stingley is a good place to start on that. It's, it's actually a pretty pretty solid kick to that secondary. Uh, 22. We saw them lose a couple players. Uh, Zadarius Smith, one of them. Green Bay has had to restructure some spots. Green Bay gets good fortune here. At 22, a guy who had a higher draft pedigree it was originally supposed to be a guaranteed first round or uh, top 10 pick George Karlaftis out of Purdue a talented edge player you gotta hope it doesn't end the way of the last couple green Bay edge players so you know Rashawn Gary being a top 10 uh I don't think it will be with Karlaftis but if Karlaftis fell to 22 I think Packers fans should be pounding the table excited uh 23 is kind of a same situation another guy who on paper here we had it was was on the was on the big board at 12 I have edge rusher Jermaine Johnson from Florida State going to Arizona here. Obviously, they lost quite a few people. Chandler Jones is no longer there. They have to build back that defense. Um, so I'm going to work on that first and foremost. I'm not too worried about the receiving options there. Zach Ertz resigned. Yeah, I could have used an offensive tackle, but without falling on the board, it wasn't really a, a spot for this. So I, I go edge here to, to address one of the biggest needs with, with Arizona. 24. Dallas is always tough. Uh, one of the bigger needs that popped up here, and I did go down the list because I think he's one of my favorite prospects that isn't getting a lot of spotlight in the draft. Uh, 24, I took defensive tackle from Oklahoma, Perrion Winfrey, to Dallas. Uh, Winfrey's a kid who had a second to third round grade on him for most of the year. Really, really performed well at the Senior Bowl. Like, he was... He was the star of the Senior Bowl and then had a great follow-up at the Combine. I think he's going to be one of the better defensive tackles in this league for years to come. So, Dallas, if you can grab Perry and Winfrey at 24, fills a need immediately, that'd be a great steal here. Uh, 25, I definitely don't think Buffalo picks at 25. I think they either do go up or down. I definitely think they're not comfortable staying. However, if they do stay at 25, a guy who I'd, I'd look to target, and it's it's not whatever he's putting the table for. Everyone is talking still wide receiver and they're talking cornerback. I'm going to go with Kenyon Green, offensive guard from uh, Texas A&M, the first guard off the board here. Uh, Buffalo has their center. They have one of two guards. They've got their tackles still in place. Solidify the line. Keep Josh standing, keep him healthy, and just keep going. They're they're already Super Bowl favorites. They made such good moves. That's one of the biggest weak spots was, was the line rotation last year. So I think that's probably the best bet to address. Uh, so I, I definitely, I went Kenyon Green here at 25. 26, uh, a big need. They lost their starting center. Uh, Tennessee Titans, I went Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. 
top center in the draft. He can kind of kick across the line. I've seen him right, or, uh, listed as a guard. I've seen him listed just as O-line in general. But I think Linderbaum's going to be a nice piece uh, for Tennessee. They're, they've slowly been rebuilding their line, and you kind of have to have that rebuilt. You're not going to be able to... I've said this time and time again. People can say whatever they want. I think that Derrick Henry performs so well because that line usually is one of the best run-blocking lines in the league. So you want to keep that going. If not, if he, Derrick Henry gets the benefit of having five yards of, of motion before he gets contact. That's why he runs through people. That's why he murders people. So you want to keep that going or else like, is Ryan Tannehill that much of a threat? I go to center here with Tyler Linderbaum or Linderbaum. Uh, 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they've signed most of their players back. They did have some weaknesses. I'm going to go with cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington here. Uh, definitely a spot where Tampa can get better. They had Carlton Davis finally show up, but that was the only year of real production from him. I feel like they're going to be much better done there. So we're going first round pick in at corner. Uh, you don't need to address receiver. You don't need to address tight end. I mean, you might want to address tight end, but like, I don't think you're doing it at 27. That might be a second round thing. Um, you got a running back for a couple years, so I'm going to go McDuffie off of talent. 28, I'm going to go back to the cornerback spot. Green Bay gets Kyer Elam, cornerback from Florida. Um, another thing, you know, it's it, it's it sounds like the most Green Bay draft, too. They, they get two highly regarded defensive players, but they still do not give any assistance to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that would be the most, that'd be the most Green Bay thing ever. 29 here. Uh, I could interchangeable, I could move these either way, but 29 with the Kansas City Chiefs first pick. I'm going to go safety out of Michigan, Daxton Hill. Uh, obviously, they're in need of a safety. They did let Teron Matthew go, and they pretty much said that's they're parting it. Uh, so they got to do something there. I'm, I'm going to go Daxton Hill being the new stopgap. And 30, I'm going to go with wide receiver Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Dotson is... He's not as fast. Definitely not as fast as Tariq Hill. Tariq Hill is cheetah for a reason. But Jan Dotson is a smooth route runner. He's phenomenal getting in and out of his cuts with his size. He has no problem making bigger catches contested than he is size-wise. I really think Dotson's going to be a steal at the pro level. Um, and the fact that I think I have him as a sixth receiver off this board in this mock exercise says something. Uh, but I really like what Dotson brings to the board. And I think Dotson would be a great pickup piece for Kansas City at 30. 31, uh, obviously coming off of just winning, we could have gone offensive line, but a lot of that was was slipping to guys that were going to be mid-second round grades. I went safety Lewis Sign out of Georgia. Um, they've, they have one, one safety there in, in Cincinnati who's really the, the guy. Um, other than that, you want to add some pieces. He's an oversized safety at six foot two, one ninety nine. He's a huge physical player. He, I, I feel like he's more on the board of like Kyle Hamilton and Isaiah. Oh, I am Isaiah Simmons, former Clemson, now Arizona guy. Um, I think he's more hybrid, and I think that's okay. I think a lot of teams are going towards that. So I'm gonna go Lewis sign here at thirty one and thirty two. Granted, yes, they just did re-sign Alex Anzalone. I'm going to go back-to-back Georgia players. The Detroit Lions, I finished round out with Nicobe Dean from Georgia, linebacker. Another top linebacker in this draft. I think Nicobe Dean's got all the pieces to make it work in this league. He's a very good run-stopping backer. He's got a phenomenal diagnosis to his or to his plays. Um, I think 
granted, yes, he's undersized. I think Detroit needs something like this. A guy you're going to build around, a guy who even if, okay, if Anzalone's going to stay there, you can still have N'Kobe, or N'Kobe Dean be a top guy. Uh, but that's about it for this week, guys. Uh, we will be, well, that's about it for this episode, guys. We will be back on Friday with the group. We'll be discussing all of the, well, well not discussing. We will be doing a full seven-round mock. But we'll be doing it with each of us taking a different team to draft for. So we're going to get our shut in, we're gonna blind draw, and then we're going to go into the war room ourselves. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Damien at theplatter.box on Instagram. Uh, check him out for some pretty cool options for uh, charcuterie boards, dessert trays, stuff like that. Shout out to our friend Jeanette at the Harapy Session Buffalo. Shout out to our dude Charlie at Renegade Studios down in St. Pete, Florida. And last but not least, shout out to our partner, our sponsor, our good friend Kyle down in Corpus Christi with Chicken Dippin'. Uh, Kyle's hooking it up right now, guys. We are working on seeing him and hanging with him during Wingfest 2022 this upcoming summer. Uh, but if you guys are interested in what a chicken dipping chicken dipping cup can do for you, check him out. Go online at www.chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dipping on Instagram. When you go to check out on their website, if you've got a, a product in the cart, use code 716 for 15% off your order. But guys, that'll do it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And uh, as always, until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>